Hi, and welcome to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Basta. Each episode of the Open Government Podcast will bring you an interview with someone working in open government and citizen engagement in their community. Today, we have Veronique Dryden from the Region of Peel's Open Data Team. And um, Veronique has been in this space for some time. She actually belongs to also a, a, something called PSOD, which we'll be talking about as well. But as a region, she has a very unique perception on open data because she's sort of in between the province and the cities. So, Veronique, why don't you tell us a little bit about that relationship? Because really, there's no one that elects anybody to a region. We elect municipal councillors and we, we elect provincial MPs. We don't elect anybody to the region. So how does that affect how you guys have to do your work? Well, um, especially from an, an open data perspective, it's it kind of complicates things. Basically, um, as you said, we're sort of um, in the middle between the municipality and the province. So um, we're a two-tier government and it's, um, I think, somewhat unique to Toronto or sorry, to Ontario. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so our counselors are, um, they meet re regularly, um, but they also are counselors specifically for their municipalities. So we're made up of the city of Mississauga, the city of Brampton and the town of Caledon. And, um, from a data perspective, it's, uh, it's quite different because the data that we actually, um, are the custodians of at the region of Peel is somewhat different. It's, um, we kind of do a little bit more policy work. Um, for example, one data set that's so popular in open data is zoning data. Another one is transportation data. These are not data sets that, as a regional municipality, we are custodians of. So it uh, it gets a little bit tricky. And then I think also from the residents' perspective, um, they're not always too clear on which government does what. Veronique, you, you talked about having councillors that report to their municipalities, but also you know uh, sit in with the with the region. How do you manage those competing priorities that they may have, and how do you create an environment where it's uh, easy for people from the various municipalities to come up with consensus or come up with a, a common understanding? Well, it absolutely requires a lot of collaboration. Um, there's a, a big concern, of course, about duplication of work um, at the regional level and then at um, the area municipalities. So we're very cautious and constantly trying to make sure that that's not happening. But of course, um, you know, I'm sure it does happen uh, in certain areas. But we, we do do our best to collaborate and on, um, you know, key areas, we work very closely with our municipal counterparts. Do you ever find yourself in a situation where you have to buy data from the municipalities or the municipalities don't want to give you data, but in truth, your position is to help the whole region and it, it create. do you ever find yourself in that situation? <laughs> uh, yes, unfortunately <laughs> we do. Um, it's, it's a real tough one for us because, you know, and if, depending on how you look at it, um, the taxpayer is already paying for data if it's being purchased by one, one level of government. So why not share that openly? Um, and it's, it's been a real frustration for us, but it is something that we're trying to address. And, uh, and I, one thing I will say, just to kind of put a positive spin on that, um, because I do think it's an issue and it's a problem, um, is that this whole open data movement and the fact that all, um, all of our area municipalities are interested in open data and at very different stages of that. Um, and we're all, I think, becoming more and more aware of the importance of sharing data freely 
um, without cost. So it is, I think, a direction that we're all moving towards. And I think that we can thank the open data movement in part for that. And actually, this is one of the things that goes highly unnoted, um, that once again, the conversation is always about open data for citizens, open data for entrepreneurs, open data for the public. But one of the biggest users of open data is actually government, right? Because you don't have Absolutely. to go through the channels anymore. Like, Can you talk a little bit on how open data is actually making government more efficient? Absolutely. Um, you know, my team, we, we handle a lot of data and we spend a lot of time, and more so in the past, responding to data requests. And those would happen both um, from residents, from community organizations, from nonprofit agencies, from businesses, um, from other levels of government, you name it. But that's, you know, that's what we do, we're in the business of. And uh, now that we've put a lot of those data sets out into open data, we're finding a huge decrease in those data requests and including a lot of de a decrease in the internal ones. So I would be willing to estimate that uh, probably about half of the users of our open data are actually either internal um, other government, government workers or um, external government agencies. And now that that data is being shared more effectively internally, what does it allow uh, the government to do better? Does it allow you to make better decisions? Does it uh, provide opportunities to 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 start discussions that you didn't have before? Certainly, I mean, you know, there's the efficiencies gained, so that's freeing up a lot of staff time for us to focus on other things, um, and uh, and that's definitely a big win. So we're able to spend a little bit more time actually analyzing and working with the data and providing more kind of deeper uh, data supports for other organizations, whereas before we were just, you know, sending out the data requests and it would kind of end there. So that's definitely a win. Um, we've also noticed we've actually had some success with um, crowdsourcing um, for our data. So we've, you know, put the data out there. And one of the big fears a lot of people have before you do an open data program is what if people find mistakes in our data? But for us, it was actually a positive because we were able to improve the quality of our data sets with no real cost on our end to review that data. That data is being reviewed by all the eyes out there who are downloading it and checking it out. And they're finding, oh, you know what? There was a little mistake on this one. Great. Thanks so much for that feedback. Let's make a change. You've just you know, saved us 80 man hours on that piece of work. Uh, that's, I, I, I love that story so much because that's something I've been talking about personally for a while. Like, the, the pro because you hear a lot of excuses, I'm assuming, Veronique, to not release data. One of them is that the data is not perfect. But if you're able mm -hmm. to change your approach on how you're releasing data, then that whole conundrum is completely null and void. Absolutely. Is this Absolutely. Some, do you find that maybe changing the attitude could help in other aspects of government, not just the release of data, but are there things within sort of your job in and of itself that you wish w was... You, you had more opportunities to go out into the public and say, you know what, we really don't have the answers here. Uh, we need you to, to help us. Definitely. And I think, you know, even when we were hosting um, the event for the Open Government Tour, I remember um, talking with you, Richard, we were, we were worried, like, what if no one comes for an event? We felt concerned. We're not really engaged with our open data community. Is there an open data community in Peel? And it's really kind of, it really shone the spotlight on, on the, that need and that, that lack of engagement. And um, it's certainly something we're um, 
actively working on improving and, uh, and we really want to address moving forward. So I, I, I would say for sure. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I mentioned at the uh, introduction of this podcast, Veronique, is something called PSOD. Do you mind explaining real quick what that is? Yeah, so um, we are a group of um, of open data folks who get together um, quite regularly, and we are sharing our experiences, our lessons learned. Uh, it's a really great network of people um, who uh, we're all at different stages of open data, and yet we're all encountering the same stuff. And it's such a great place um, to go for resources and uh, a great network. And we're all struggling to um, really push our open data programs. So I think it's uh, it's really helped us all along in what we're trying to do. Now, this is a collection of actually public servants that work in open data, right, from the municipal and provincial levels? Yep. Before we let you go, I just want to ask you, if there was one piece of advice or one best practice or one thing that you want to communicate to people at the various levels of government that are navigating various levels of bureaucracy, particularly with your unique insight as a regional government, what would that piece of advice or what would that lesson be? I think one of the greatest things about open data, and and this sort of landed on my plate uh, at the region of Peel coming up on three years ago, and it has been the most amazing um, work to do in terms of collaborating with others. I've reached out to so many people. I have so many new friends in other governments and other levels of government because we're all, you know, in, in similar stages. We can really relate to one another. And it's created this whole network of people who are just sharing everything. And it's such a cool thing to see. And I think if we could take this this feeling and this sharing and um, and this work, this really, really positive work that we're doing. And if we could trickle that down to all the other departments and all the other levels of government and make that more of just the way that we do our business, I think it would have a really wonderful effect. Thank you so much, uh, Veronique, for joining us today. And by all means, don't stop what you're doing. And uh, it was so kind, so nice of you to join us today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. It was great talking with you. Thank you. That was Veronique Dryden from the region of Peel on the Open Government Podcast. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll be back soon with our next interview with someone in the open government community. And if you've got any questions about today's episode, don't hesitate to tweet to the hashtag OGTPod. Uh, my Twitter handle is Richard Pietro. I'm at Vasta, V-A-S-T-A, and thanks to Keith McDonald providing, for providing the music for the podcast. Peace! <laughs> thanks for listening. Peace!